Ladies, gentlemen, enemies, the time has come. This is the Eats Me the Legal Heat Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first, the pick of the hour. Now rise up and feel the power. It's Gnarly, Charlie. Let's go. Da Vinky? Da Vinky? Da Vinky? Um... Welcome to the Davinci the Davinci podcast. Um, I am Davinci One. This is Davinci Two. How are you today, Davinci Weekly? <laughs> yeah, welcome to Davinci. Um, where all we talk about is uh, the Davinci Twins. No, anyway. Um, the Davinci Twins did not make the tag team one hundred by PWI. Sorry, guys. Zero out of ten. Uh, worst list of all time. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we're we're going to have list, some bones yeah. to I got I, to steal a line from Alt Swift X. Uh, I, I got, there's some bones to pick. I'm going to do some picking with my bone. All right. Uh, we'll get there though. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, yo. But anyway, um, <laughs> that being said, referencing obscure five hour YouTube videos on, on, on a two hour podcast, probably. All right. Anyway. Um, all right. So one minute in. All right. So, wow. I've gotten way off the, off the rails immediately in this intro. This is great. This is what I love to see. All right. It's not how you do the energies here today. That being said, though, there was some wrestling this week there, Chaz. Yes, there sir. There was. Yes, and yes, there yes. was some wrestling that was good, and there was some wrestling that was like, eh? And there was some wrestling that was like, okay. You know? It was some, like, there was some wet fart wrestling this week. That's what I'm going to call it. Where it was just like, okay, fine. I'll accept it, but I don't like the smell. Anyway. Um, uh, anyway. That works. Um, I like it. Yeah, I don't know where the comedy is going this week. It's a hot start. Uh, anyway, I guess it would be if it was anyway. No, so I won't go there. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so there was some wrestling this week. There was a there's some interesting stuff. Like I mean, I, I wasn't like um, I was I I've been really disappointed for a while, man. Like it just hasn't felt like the booking has like improved in a while, and it's just like we we need to take a step forward in some ways. I don't know. We'll we'll get into it across the course of the show. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, but. Um, there's a couple orders of business to take care of at the top of the show here. We uh, always like to do this before we get into the main events of the evening. No, wait, that's a different the game. Anyway, uh, the no, wait, that's the way. Let's say it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold. Hold. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So before we have Athena murder somebody this week, we're going to have, uh, you know, we're going to have some, some stuff we're going to talk about, uh, in our, in our favorites. But before we get into that. Uh, I want to let everybody know that you can follow this podcast or subscribe to it on whichever platform you're listening to this on the that Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Apple Music, and, and no, wait, not Apple Music, sorry, Apple Podcast, Apple, uh, and I think also uh, we're also on uh, Roku Prime. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're on Speaking every podcast Roku. platform out there, and you can whatever form of uh, support that you provide, that being that followers or subscribe, make sure you do that on either at any or both all those platforms I listed off and the ones that we're actually on and the ones that we're not actually on, too. If we're on some bootleg podcast platform in Russia, fuck it. Listen in. Um, fuck it. Pretty vet, friends. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but, God damn uh, it, dude. Anyway, um, that wasn't a set up bit. I just happened to remember from like a poster in like the school that I want I grew up in that was like had all how to say hello in a bunch of languages and Yo, Russian stuck a- in my Actually, head. speaking of uh, podcast uh, sites, okay, the Spotify Wrapped came out, and uh, yo, we we got some cool stuff, guys. Um, we're the number one podcast for nine people. So shout out you nine guys. Hell yeah! 
we're a top five podcast for 59 of you guys and a top 10 for 94. So hell yeah, that's really cool. I, I, so, I mean, that means you guys are checking it out and you're enjoying it. And uh, hopefully you come back for more because we got some, we got some fun shows coming up, Garrett, actually. Yeah, I just, oh my god, I'm just gonna tell everybody now, I am already having a fucking conniption over goddamn awards. You and- wanna see my guy here struggle? <laughs> go, bet, go back to back to himself. I mean, dude, we're doing our award show, um, after winter is coming, so final battle and winter is coming will be counted potentially, who knows? But they will be after Here's that. Here's how so. it's going to work. If anything at Winter is Coming deserves to be considered, it'll be considered. If it's not anything – if nothing on there is spectacular enough to completely change our perspective on something, it's kind of a wash. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. But because I think for both of us, we're pretty locked in at this point. It's, we've been scouting for six, eight months yeah. now. Like, I mean we're month 12 now, so it, you know – We've had time to consider, and we we started considering this. I'm glad, by the way, that I brought it up as long ago as I did because I, I don't know about you, but I've been thinking about it the whole time. You know, it's something um, I think about when we when we go by each segment. I mean, stuff it's like why I listen to every. Now it's going to sound silly, but I think there are literally some podcast hosts that will literally let their their other host talk for like five minutes, not pay a single lick of attention to what they're saying, and then go to their bit. Um, we don't. I don't. I try not to do that here. At least I listen to everything that you're saying because I want to get other other takes. Because you're the only other person that I talk to more info. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. um, and I guess the audience every week. But you know, I don't. I don't always get the direct feedback because uh, as as much as I would like to think that I'm a good person that would actually log in and interact with the fans, I'm not. So, um. <laughs> anyway, so that being said, um. There's also our Twitter pages. You can follow at Bane Duke. That's me on Twitter. And you can follow Charlie at O'Charlie with an X instead of an A. Um, and uh, it's B-A-N-A-D-U-K. In just case you were wondering. I, I still got still the gimmick. I can't I can't help it. Um, but there's also um, the, the – now there's the Twitter uh, at Eat Sleep Elite as well that you can follow. And make sure you follow us over there and you can send you know messages or tweets and uh, was there anything there this week that we that was so worth sharing? Yeah, or? so I mean, uh, we've been we've been reposting some videos, kind of thing. I mean, we kind of like to spread some wrestling love, you know. So Athena throwing people in the meat grinder. I mean, that's, that's a weekly occurrence for us. Yeah, and, the uh, meat grinder got some uh, got some, got my some god. Fr- I mean, I don't want to bury it, but I can't wait to talk about Athena, dude. Like, I, I really, it's, it's we're it's on the same so page with her. It's it's yes. something special. No, no, Paige is is Soraya now. Anyway, um, (laughs) and also some Yamashita clips. So if you guys, we want Yamashita back. Come on, yeah, me Yamashita is the next Kanosuke Takeshita project for us. Um, Please, right around the same time they came in too. Well, I I can't. I'm excited to talk. You're excited to talk about that. I'm I'm excited to talk about Takeshita because I got the match this week. Haha. Anyway, um. But yeah, so um, by the way, I don't know about you, but I feel I don't know. I feel like we kind of individually represent the two dark shows. Like I feel like I'm Team Elevation and your team, Team I'm Dark. Team Dark, yeah. And it's like you know what? That's cool. We have our little like tribe, of, uh, and I get less matches, but I'm kind with that because I don't want to review more matches anyway. So um, yeah, bro, I got Brian Cage tone Deppin this week. So yeah, it. that's what I was thinking could be swapped. If they just swapped that in the Cutlet match, it's a perfect Dark Elevation to me. <laughs> cutlet. Um, <laughs> Well, speaking of Cutlet, let's get into our favorites, huh? So Yeah, it's exactly. A, it's, a, it's an even number, so that means uh, I'm taking control here. So Slap nut. There's a few to pick from. There's definitely a few to pick from. But you know what? There's a, a match that actually hit me a little different this week. And it was almost Samoa Joe, 
But I, it's just seventy percent of the match in picture in picture. I I can't pick it out of like principle. Like it's, I just can't do it. But you know, it wasn't in picture in picture. Darby Allen, Cole Carter. You guys might be thinking, what the fuck is this guy saying right now? Now hear me out. I just thought this was overall Wait, who? fun. <laughs> who the fuck is Cole Carter? No, but dude, this this was a fun match. Oh, oh and- two dimes. And, and, you know, we got to see this is something straight out of the Darby Allen playbook of a couple years ago. And it's something we haven't seen a lot in 2022. Just throw Darby Allen out against a random dude and let him fucking. And why look the like fuck is Darby not wrestling on TV? He loves to throw his body at things. Why not? And hence why next week against Samoa Joe, I can't wait. That's Darby Allen. That's what we should be seeing. But, anyways, on the show, we've been. You know, we've been following Cole Carter. We've been following the factory. When they picked him up, a lot of people online were like, who the fuck is this guy? But it was saying, just keep an eye out for him. They did the little angle with Sting a couple weeks back where he impersonated Sting. So eventually they were going to pay it off. And, you know, I'm glad they did because this match was just very fast paced. I think it showed off Darby Allen just still, he has that pulse on the crowd. Darby Allen is the baby face. Darby Allen's a true. I mean, it sounds crazy to say he's, he's, he's you know, the white meat baby face where he, you can put him out there and he will get someone booted against him. So it makes I'm sense label, to put him out there I'm against anyone with a the term here. He's got what I'm going to call the Jeff Hardy effect. People just respect yeah. what the guy does. He literally throws himself off of high things for the fucking sport. I mean, that's, that's dedication. Jeff Hardy's done it for years. So has Matt Hardy. That's why they can't walk now, you know? Um, it, yeah. So, Yeah. Darby will be the same in a few years and it'll be it's why everyone accepts that Darby might have had a little bit of a troubled time at one point in his career but you know what it's because we know he's not going to be around for long enough for it to matter for AEW anyway so maybe and, the and legacy, just, yeah, but, so, you know, they could always just not Hall of Fame him which is probably unfortunately how it's going to go for him which sucks so we get to the end of our match here you know Darby Allen hits a really nice code red for a near fall um, he goes up to the top Carter catches him, hits an avalanche Falcon arrow for a near fall. Carter went for a 450 splash, but missed. And Arby and uh, Allen tried an arm bar. Carter tried to escape. Allen transitioned into a hammerlock scorpion death drop. Allen came off the top with a coffin drop to get the pinfall. And all of this was so smooth. Even the missed 450. Like I, I, the way Cole sold that, I genuinely feel like QT was like showed him this week. Something kind of cool with that. I don't know, man. Just. It felt refreshing in a weird way. I know it's – I did not come into this thinking this would be my favorite. But it just – I was really enjoyed the beginning of Rampage this week. And, uh, yeah, shout out uh, Darby and Cole for getting on the favorites for me. So, uh, Garrett, anything you had from this match? And uh, what's your favorite? Um, well, I'll tell you. Uh, it was really it was a really fun match. I, I enjoy both. Uh, Cole Carter, uh, Pod. Um, but I – I was like, this is what I was thinking, Charlie. Maybe I'm a cynical wrestling fan. The fucking Sting thing happened like a month ago. They said it on the show, and that felt stupid. Like, they should have gotten this guy back way sooner. Yeah. But they didn't, so, because at the time they didn't want to. And we're going to come back to that. Remember that exact phrasing, because I'm going to use it a couple times tonight. All right, go no, ahead. Agreed. They, they should have been paid off a month ago. It's not going to be a month, but just pay attention to how many times I say that with regard to segments tonight. It's going to be brutal. Um, 
I will tell you what, you guys want to hear something really interesting while you were uh, making your, I did, I did the thing. I actually, I lied. I immediately did the thing that I accused other people of doing, which was not listening to you. Cause I, while I was sitting here, just decided who my male wrestler of the year was. Oh, hell yes. So Let's I'll, go. I'll save that for the awards show, but it's, it's locked in at this point. It's not changing. Like Cole Carter, 22 years old, by the it's way. It's Cole so. Carter. No, <laughs> Flash forward to our AEW podcast in 2027 when he's, you know, multi-champion. Yeah, multi-time All-Atlantic champion. I could see it. I wasn't Give joking either. He could win that title and make it mean something. Not that it doesn't now, but like it's kind of it's weird. Okay, let me let me a hot take that just popped into my head. Is the All-Atlantic title, despite it being on a really good wrestler and having a lot of really good matches, is it kind of in a state of flux right now where like who gets it next matters a lot? I could see that. You know, you bring a good point. When yeah. you when you end this run with Cassidy, where, where are you going to put all that momentum on somebody? You know, Cassidy's going to keep a good amount of it. But, but but we'll get to that bridge. We'll cross that bridge when the uh, enemy trenches start I feel like he could be the staple of our champion for a little bit. I'm getting that vibe. Do what? I, I, I'm getting the vibe. He, we could see him hold it for a long time. Oh, I don't think it's happening anytime soon. I'm just saying it's, it, these are the kinds of thoughts that pop into my head, and they usually tend to be right like six months down the line. But like, I would not have been able to predict that at the time. It's just a thought that pops into my head. But yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. I actually think this last episode of Dynamite somehow managed to sneak some stuff in, actually, Charlie, that might have changed my, my rankings a little. Maybe I just needed to sit down and calm down the other day. I don't okay. Know, but, okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, well, hey, but, man. What? Well, Speaking, what was what was your favorite? Is, is this so? Uh... Yeah, I won't I won't spoil anything. But there was a really good match on the, on the on. It was actually the first match we saw this week, uh, I believe. Um, yeah, let me just check the the notes to make sure that's true. Um, but I'm pretty sure it is off the top of my head. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yep, dynamite opener. Yeah, because there was a promo technically that opened up dynamite, but I was looking to see if there was like something snuck in between there, but there was not. Yeah, we went straight from uh, Mox and uh, Redacted into this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So we had Dax Harwood taking on Brian Angels. And we talked about this match last week. This is like my pure kind of like dream match that is like if you wanted to take the best pure tag team wrestler and probably put him against the best pure non-tag team wrestler or just pure singles wrestler in the company, this is what you essentially did here. Um and maybe you could make an argument about one of the Jacksons or perhaps Kenny Omega if he's still with Hangman, right? But since he's not, because they're not friends right now, because haha. But uh, I also think that uh, that that right now FTR are on a way bigger, hotter run than any of those teams have been on in AEW, and most of their matches aren't even in AEW right now, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, like immediately before they even locked up there was this is awesome chance which if that's happening you know the crowd knows they're about to see something special um the timing was like super on point in this match everything looked really smooth it was like it was a wrestling match that's what i was saying they they they, i i mean the joke they wrestle fucked each other but like they just literally did a wrestling match the way i like to see a wrestling match done which is it doesn't have to be boring just i like it to look kind of like a sport you know i like it to look like there's like a little bit of a struggle Yep. something that Dax and Brian both love to do, and they beat the piss out of each other. Um, there was a really nice pile driver spot at one point. Uh, I liked the spot of hitting the hammer and anvil elbows up on the top rope, and then that got reversed into a cross body, which was a two count. And I was just like, man, this is just like it's got a good pace to it, you know. 
Um, there was like a lot of relentless striking in this match, and it was just like it was basically the um, and it was like chopped chest all red, and I think and stuff. And like this match was exactly the kind of match uh, that I like to see to open a wrestling show like this because you know there's a lot of like I don't know like question marks right now about like what is going to be the direction going forward, I think. And I think this suggests that we're going to have a big focus on having good wrestling matches on dynamite again. Not that we haven't been, but just, I think we're going to have a bigger focus on it. Um, even more so. And, uh, I believe that, um, Dax Harwood is making an even crazier case. Like I started saying this early on, even before a lot of other people were saying it, because of how many great matches Dax was having in a row back during like the when God, this is how long ago this was, Charlie, when CM Punk was still on TV every week wrestling. Um, yeah, and I think uh, this exemplifies that sort of in ring style that we were getting from that Punk and FTR group. Um, I'm really excited to see. Uh, where FTR go next, and we got a little bit of a hint at that throughout the course of the ending of this match, I believe, Charlie. So uh, right now, FTR are kind of caught in like five feuds. Yes. But we know what they're going to be doing next at the very least. So, well, actually, we know the next two things they're doing, right? We got like a bunch of announcements about FTR's future, right? So we know they're getting a shot. Obviously, we'll get to that when the acclaim. So I'm just going to jump to it now because I feel like it kind of fits to talk about now, Charlie. So we are getting FTR versus the acclaimed, which is it too soon to go there? I mean, you know, this kind of reminds me of some of the uh, 2020 uh, booking things that I I always felt like, man, this is ballsy because if they have someone lose, that's big. And a lot of times in 2020, when they were doing these big, big, big matches like this, that felt a little too early, they weren't scared to have someone lose. So I, you know, it's, that's this is going to be a pretty interesting one way or the other. I think worst case scenario, they have this match and the guns fuck it up. But I think that's more than likely what's going to happen, which is going to be really disappointing because it'll but, probably be a really good and, match. And that's something I used to, I was always thinking before, but it wouldn't happen. So if they have this match and the guns don't fuck it up until after, Look, I'm fine with the them being involved. Just let the match end in a way that is definitive. Don't let one them way or the impact other. the winner. That's yeah. because I, one of two things is going to happen out of that match. Either the acclaimed are going to pick up the biggest wins of their career, which with the one they're on, this would be the biggest. It, that would be that would be the result I'd pick. Beating the triple champs as the single champ that would be incredible. Anyway, that would certify their um, run as yes. the best tag team in AEW right now. You know, yes, in one thousand percent. And I would love to. So, be, I would love to watch FTR put that seal on them. However, if FTR won those titles, it would be huge. That would be nuts. It would be the biggest Ring of Honor pay per view of all time when they defended the Ring of Honor titles with all those championships. Can you imagine? My God. But so yeah. So I did want to mention that since. Um, I didn't write down as much about the actual match because it was just a really straightforward match. And I would recommend you go and watch it. Yeah. I would imagine I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's available. It, there's not like many things we could talk about other than we just enjoyed what the match was. I mean, I, I was really excited for this match going into it. Mm-hmm. It was by far the match I was most excited about this week and it delivered the fact that it did that. And I'm not sitting here talking about how, you know, Regal came out and kicked Danielson in the nuts. And then, you know, Harwood got a cheap pin or, 
you know, Cash came out and ripped Danielson's shorts off and he had to run, you know, go hide. No, nothing, nothing crazy happened. They let him wrestle. They let Danielson win. And that was it. At, I like when matches have winners and losers. It's I'm, I'm a simple man. Danielson beat him in singles, but that doesn't mean Danielson and a partner will beat him in tag. And that exactly. is what the difference is with FTR and a lot of this other shit. So, exactly. Nailed it. All right. So, yeah, so. let's – uh, we got some news. We got a little bit of news, some fun news, and we got some uh, the PWI Tag Team 100, which we'll hit at the end of news because that's fun. Oof. And then we're going to hit Elevation, Dark, Dynamite, Rampage, and we'll talk about next week. This is Rampage, baby. And then after next week, we got some really fun stuff because uh, uh, this is our last show before winter is coming. Uh, next week is, I should say. So on Sunday next week, that's your finale before that. So this is a big dynamite, man, coming up. This is a, they want this to be a big show, and we can tell by the card. So XTNT. Yeah. So we'll be jumping into that. Um. Okay, so some news. Uh, former AEW Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa provides a little bit of an injury update. She said the recovery is going well. This week I was able to do squats with a two-pound dumbbell. I haven't done any lifting hey, in the last four or five months, so this is huge. So, and she about two weeks ago she did a 5K. She walked half of it. I just want to say it because I'm not a lot of run. I can jog. That's pretty much it. So those are big milestones for me. I've not been able to get to the ring yet, so we're working on that. So hold awesome. up, hold up. Uh, that's her recovery. Is she's re- going and doing 5K? It's the fuck Thunder Rosa. When, I couldn't imagine being that much of an athlete. That is just fucking... That's, what a fucking that's, beast. That's Yeah, that's a plausible right there. So, good for her. Um, I, This shouldn't come as a shock to anyone. But Dustin Rhodes announced Saturday evening that 2023 will be his last year wrestling. It's not like a major shock to anyone, Dude, but it's like it's the end of an imagine era. Imagine the matches we're gonna get every like five <laughs> weeks, dude. Oh my god! I really hope we do. I really hope we do. I hope he gets think- a match every couple months that he wants one, and they just use up the last bat and bits that he has because, dude, he still wrestles good. He still does. Bring, let's bring him back. Him versus, little- give me him versus Sting. I don't give a shit. Give me him versus Sting cinematic. Give me him versus. Uh, if you can. Uh, uh, him versus QT would probably be interesting on Dark, yeah. but I don't think they go him there. Colorado, him and Nick Camarado had a dynamite main event once. So look, you know what? It, they could do something interesting. Maybe put exactly. him against Cole Carter or something. That you put him against some of these younger guys that need a showcase because he could absolutely show some of them off. I would like I you just love said at the this. factory. I mean, Johnson Carter Solo. Give it. To, I'm, I'm down. Twenty twenty three last year. Dustin yeah, Rhodes, right, I got so. a challenge for you. If, if you if somehow listen to this, Dustin, make the Trustbusters. There's a challenge. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Davari doesn't need it, but the others probably do. Make Parker Boudreaux. There's your challenge. Make Parker Boudreaux. I'm so down. Where the fuck Um, is he, by the way? Don't know, but he's posting pictures on Instagram. So, AW, the the new spots continue in 2023. This is something we've been been covering, and I'm seeing other people starting to take notice. Their 2023 schedule is hitting mostly new spots except for one spot in L.A. So this week, AW added uh, El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. So they're adding more and more. And we're going to Seattle, Washington, San Francisco, California, Portland, Oregon, Phoenix, Fresno, Lexington. I mean, you name it. AEW's traveling hey, to Hey, I won't cities. say which one of those, but Tony Khan, where the fuck are my tickets? Exactly. And that'd be really nice. So new cities, man. That's 
again, we're, we're trying to grow the brand. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, right? Everyone needs to join in and get wrestling as big as possible. What do I say? What is my mantra on this pod, Charlie? Every fucking week, what do I say? Get more eyes on the product, please. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Dax Harwood says, FTR have considered taking a year off of, quote, TV wrestling. Again, I don't think this is anything too new to us. Uh, There was a long... We covered about a year ago, Dax was saying he wants to wrestle every tag team on the planet. And that includes even teams no one's ever heard of. And they did that. They they were going to Literally. indie shows with 50 people and wrestling people just because they love this business. So well-deserved time off. If they, if here's, here's the thing, if they're going to win those championships, don't take any time off. Cause that's really weird. But yeah, if no. they're not, but you're going to keep the other ones on them. I, that I could deal with that. It sounds like have some time off. One of the quotes here is cash. And I talked, our deals come up at the end of April. I would have to talk to my lawyer, Mike, but I think that's right. The end of April. And we even thought, what if we took a year off wrestling, take a year off TV wrestling, maybe, and do things that excite us. We've never been able to do things quite this year, but starting with the Rock and Roll Express match. So if we do take a year off, I don't think you will not see us. You might not see us mainstream, but it would be so Cash and I can rest our bodies and do things that bring us joy. So You know what that makes me start to wonder? If they're going to be taking some time off, I could see AAA and um, and uh, I could see AAA and New Japan not giving a shit about them defending the titles only on pay-per-views. Um, but AEW is going to expect and Ring of Honor probably both of them to be defending all the time. If Although their Ring AEW Honor's, contract Ring of Honor, comes you up, can keep on them. But I feel like I want Ring of Honor's tag titles to still kind of be. Active. I'm not kidding. If their AEW contract comes up and they're still holding the New Japan ones, I think we could see them go to New Japan and do do a couple tours. That's what I'm saying. I think that could be the possibility is that they just they don't re up with AEW, but they still wrestle and that they, because they're still technically under hey, contract man, June in New is, Japan. Is the they could, show, they could so. still show up on stuff like Forbidden Door, you know. If absolutely imagine if we don't see AEW for six months in AEW and they show up randomly on Forbidden Door to challenge, oh, <sighs> that'd be, nah, bro. That, that, that would be at some the end shit. of April. They're going to WrestleMania. The revival are back. Hi, they they have to be involved in in fucking in <clears throat> Wrestle Kingdom, right? Like, oh yes, yes, they have to. They're champions. Uh, anyway, so <clears throat> point. Let's is, get to the news everyone's waiting for, yes. right? William Regal. There's been a lot of news, a lot of stories. We've even, we waited an extra day. It's Monday. No one still has anything definitive. He's not at Raw tonight. So, look, what's happening with Regal? Uh, We actually, Brian Pillman (laughs) kind of helped us out a little bit here. (laughs) Um, He was, he took to Twitter. Friend of the pod, Brian Pillman. Friend of the pod, of course. Not really, obviously. (laughs) He took to Twitter and, uh. Trying to find the exact spot here, but basically, oh god, you know, people were kind of Brian Pillman's Twitter. Go, 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 go. People were kind of saying there was a report uh, from Justin Labar, who I believe is with Wrestling Inc. At least he was at one point. He said, "So what I'm picking up is Regal's done with AEW. He's back to WWE soon, close with Triple H, but also his wisdom and coaching not appreciated, received the way you would think by some in the AEW locker room. I feel they have six figure multi deals, and Regal's advice is behind times or beneath them. Now the people." They really want to run with that are the ones that were really taking CM Punk's side of that whole thing where he was dragging Hangman for saying you got legends giving you advice and you don't want to take it. So that goes back to all that. Brian Pillman responds to that. 
Shout out Brian Pillman. That is not entirely true. There are several of us, myself included, who spent multiple hours before TV working with Regal and learning from him. Should there have been more? Maybe. But he and Danielson always had a solid audience around the ring before TV. So that's letting us know. Again, we know this. This also. Like, how can people imagine that this has not been rubbing off on the people? You can tell the influence of the style that Danielson specifically has had. I mean, and, but like Regal that goes alone. along with what we were just saying. Danielson, as well as everyone else, Danielson might be the best coach there, and he's a fucking wrestler. Yeah, and Remember, that's not even a joke. He coaches as, the biggest star they have, which is let's, let's be real. This is going to be. A, I got the hottest take that anyone's going to say all week. Jade is the biggest star in AEW right now. It, she looks like the biggest star too. So that's and a month that, after there's she your was fucking, there. There's your there's your quote to, to fucking get angry at me about another podcast about if but, there is a if there is an AEW star that's going to make waves in the media and get millions and millions of clicks, it's going to be Jade. Like that's that's the facts. It used to be the young bucks, man. It used to be the bucks. I think at one point, but if there's someone that can BG. hit a demographic that those guys can't even touch. It's got to be Jade, man. And remember the story we talked about that Righteous Reg gave us when Jade did an interview with him a month after Danielson joined the company. She's working with him. I mean, that is Danielson, dude. My God, I'm so grateful for him and his company, I got to say. And the fact that we had the match with Dax this week, bringing it full circle for us. So let's break it down to this. What do we think is going on with Regal, right? We just gave you some facts. Well, I think with Regal, I think he did a year run. He ended it with MGF, which we'll talk about here in about 10 minutes. And he's he's going back to be with Hunter and his, and his son's in WWE. His son is now in America. He's wrestling in NXT. So, I mean, it just, I guess, does it suck? Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, we don't need him. Of course you want him. But um, he came here. He formed the Blackpool Combat Club. And that's one of the better things to happen in AEW in 2022. So do I think I personally, I do think he's gone. So what do you think, Garrett? I think, I think if he, I, I, I would like to think that he's not gone, but the problem is everyone else is saying the opposite. So for me to suggest otherwise is kind of just a waste of time at this point. Um, because right now that's the narrative. So if, um, if I and with him being quote unquote written off TV, it's like we can't help but see it. I mean, I don't know if he was necessarily written off of TV. I mean, um, maybe for a little while, but I don't think <clears throat> that what we saw is definitely potentially the end. Because like, what I don't understand about the whole situation is if he was just going out and this was the plan, was he was going to knock him out on TV? You know, he's going to take one last like bump bump and like that's gonna be it then why why hatch this elaborate scheme to have him help mjf at the pay-per-view and betray everything that he seemingly was interested in being the entire time like this is gonna have to be some long-term booking shit where like when mjf eventually does sign with it wwe if he does that they somehow bring it back and he's like yeah this was the plan all along I've seen some people saying that, like, oh, wow, the long-term booking here is to pay it off in WWE? Nice job. It's like, well, fuck. They might not be wrong. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's – listen, if it's that bad in AEW to this point where 
wrestlers can and and talent can just decide to book their own careers essentially (laughs) not in the way that like that they want to in aw but in like where they're just like yeah i'm gonna be leaving the company and i'm gonna involve other people like you start to like go into like that like really really copium conspiracy mode where you're like why was he there in the first place like if he wasn't gonna stick around if things change there was a plant from the feds no (laughs) i I I wouldn't go that far but like no was he only there because he saw it as an opportunity? It makes me really look at legal. If if Regal is just ba- bailing, it makes me feel a certain type of way about Regal for even coming to AW in the first place and like seemingly well, wasting everybody's time. I think he was very spurned by WWE when they cut him. Yeah, but I. But if you're that spurned, but you're not willing to deal with the consequences of signing a contract with a different company then I don't understand the point of signing that contract in the first place. Like if you're so unhappy, like that was the report that I read was that he was so unhappy that he immediately regretted joining AEW as soon as he got there. And I was just like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Cause you know, I would want to be on an angle on TV with the main, with two guys who at the time weren't the main stars of the show and doing commentary and doing all these videos. I mean, Regal was featured so much. How much can we credit John Moxley's current position to the amount of, of, of insane work that him, Danielson Wheeler and Claudio have done over the last several months, along with the rest of the other guys in the JES. Like if that wasn't happening, they're regal we wouldn't even care about what regal has to do with any of this because yeah i just don't understand the point of putting him in a big massive angle that feels like it should have some kind of payoff to it in some way john moxley probably should get some kind of revenge of some kind whatever form that may take and it feels like there was like an opportunity to maybe even turn moxley a little bit darker than he's been maybe in the wake of this and they kind of abandoned that too because of the story they decided to go with next there. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, I really don't want him to be gone, but if he is, it's a really bad look for AEW. I feel like, I feel like we're saying that a lot lately. I mean, Hey, it, it's, it's going to be something that, uh, <laughs> it's, it's we're going to wait and see, right? That's kind of what it all boils down to here. So, uh, yeah, either way, I'm sure we'll have more next week when we're talking about this. And yeah, we got, uh, let's get to some results. So if you want to take us through Dark Elevation this week. AEW Dark Elevation episode 91, which opened up with the bunny. That's an old throwback pod. Whoa, what? Season one throwback there. Um, we had uh, the bunny with Super Bat Pedelli before taking on a Jobski, Dobski, Obski, Obski. We had some cool looking gear and a sliding lariat that looked really nice. And we got down the rabbit hole for the win. We had Brandon Cutlick Cutler on taking on um, <clears throat> Man Scout. <sighs> and uh, who I think I've made note of before. Um... Uh, we had more uh, book violence, uh, so knowledge continuing to be power on AEW Dark Elevation. Knowledge is Consi- power. Consistent booking there. But wait, <laughs> I, I didn't even mean to do that. All right, anyway. Um, I'm pretty Ooh. sure, yeah, I put that in my notes. I'm pretty sure we saw Man Scout before. Um, yes, there's last a, there's week. There's a back body yep. drop that looked good. We had a little bit of fucking Dabsky bud. Dabsky? 
and uh, schoolboy for the win. So uh, cut like it's a win against uh, Man Scout. Yeah, we had Makito and Emi Sakura taking on Marina Shabir and Nyla, Ro- Nyla Rose. Uh, the sound on my video, I don't know about you when I watched this, but my sound, my sound was fucked up at nine minutes in. I don't know what happened there, but hmm. it might have just been my computer. But yeah, I don't um, think I noticed if I if it did. Maybe it was just my end. However, we had a little strike battle from Nyla and Emmy. Uh, Emmy's laugh is hilarious. Uh, Makito uh, looked like a fighting game character when she jumped into the ring, which I thought was hilarious. Doing like the little like you know like when they do the little bounce when they're about to fight. Anyway, uh, in like the in the loading screen. Anyway, um, you know what I'm talking about like the little like shadow boxing they do with nothing. Anyway. Um, we had a little successful tea time. We had a headbutt of death from Maki Ito. Uh, there was a little rough spot where someone almost died, and then we had a beast bomb for the win. Um, and we finally got some confirmation. I forget who it was in the segment this week. Uh, AW Heels is yeah, it's like what I was thinking. It's a it's a safe space for women to talk about wrestling online. So you know, I'm sure, and I'm sure so it, yeah. they have a good time and they have good conversations and. Exploring kind of wish it didn't fandom. feel very insulary, which is what it does to the outside. Maybe that's the point, but I feel like this is a good opportunity for people to see it. But like, give me more of an idea. Like maybe shoot something with some other people that's not just like a stock footage for someone to stand in front of. Um, things that uh, everybody likes to see on AEW Dark Elevation. This episode we had Kanosuke Takeshita taking on Takeshita. It's a battle of my favorites. Holy shit. Who would I root for here? Uh, we all know who. Um, <laughs> Kanosuke Takeshita looks so goddamn smooth in the ring. Hey, Charlie, we had Don Callis scouting our boy. Oh, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Let him fight Kenny. Let him do it, you bastard. Anyway, um, Takeshita line hits. They had an ultra explosive. Um, what the fuck was I supposed to write? Hold on. Ultra explosive. Oh, and so over. Sorry, I just misread that. Like he's over with the crowd. I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? The insider terms, brother, 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 brother. Anyway, um uh I like that Davari wasn't just like a stepping stone for for Takesha. He treated him like legitimate threat to him, which is good because Ari Davari is a good wrestler. And fuck you if you think otherwise. If you yell shoot if you yell he sucks in the crowd again, I will personally pillage uh AW. Um Pillage. And I will leave no stone unturned when i search for you but um we had a banger super kick by uh davari in this match and uh then he got his this is what i put my nose charlie maybe this was the line i was looking for i spent it on this one instead of athena this week he he had his teeth elbowed into the 15th row by uh by Ah, damn uh and then we had an o'connor roll german suplex for the one which is like I love I love our boy Takeshita picking up the win with the German suplex. He put a little post yes. on Twitter being like, suplex is the way, German suplex is the way. And I was like, this man wrote a college paper and got an A on it about the German suplex. Thank you for that one. And Excalibur. I, hey, man, he, he knows the way. Speaking of getting A pluses for your German suplexes, which I don't even know if Kip hits, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, we had a Kip Sabian promo, which I actually really liked this. Yeah, he called out uh, uh, Alex Reynolds here, and uh, I, I'm wait, let me just make sure I'm looking at the right card here. I'm nope, pretty yep. sure I, Alex Reynolds. He I'm good. All right, cool. I was just making sure it didn't and, sound right, but you know, I, it's because like okay, for everyone's perspective, I actually do watch concurrently throughout the week. So like on Wednesday night, I'm usually catching up on whatever I missed on Dynamite because I'm usually busy that night. 
um, or I'm asleep. But um, the <clears throat> yeah, so Alex Reynolds. It's because this has been actually a storyline across a couple of weeks on Dark. It's why it, it feels disconnected to me because everything's usually like you know one off. But anyways, speaking of one offs that I liked, but yeah, besides that, um, I like Kip Sabian being like, yeah, I'm, we're not the same. We are not the same. I like that. I like where this is going. It led to some interesting stuff. And Charlie, it ended up with Kip back on TV. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Kip had a nice week too. So yep, 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 yep. And you know, we had well, Lee Moriarty taking on a little little job ski action going on. You grab a little snap on the fingers. Hey, 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 got it a little bit aggressive. Hey, but like it, like it. They're like the biceps. So a little double by. Hey, uh, some abdominal stretch. We got um like a stretch slam thing that the other guy did i don't know what the fuck that was but it looked cool and then he picked up the one with the board of city stretch so lee morati is still looking like the tiger that he is um we had jay lethal and satinum sting taking on some jabberinos uh <laughs> yikes dude there was a rough landing for one of the guys in this match Woo! but uh it, satinum's getting better um we had a little bit of a lethal strut uh action going on uh little little little, little ham-fisted monster action i don't know the fuck said that but that was awesome um <laughs> and then we, uh, someone hit a really nice boss man slam i think it was probably i'm guessing satinum um we had an alley-oop choke slam which i think was the name of that move and, and then they did the triple strut spot at the end this is a good little thing here i like this good little um, tings Satinum is going to kill someone, though, but it's okay. It'll be fun to watch. Oh, for sure. Um, all Eagle Ethan Page backstage. Wow, I didn't even mean to make that rhyme, but hey. Anyway, um, he set up a match for later, which was the match that... So uh, uh, the way this segment went on the show was um, it was like, I think Matt and uh, Private Party were back there, and he was like, hey, you guys uh, have a match tomorrow. That's great. But now you have one tonight, bitch, basically. And so that's what he did. <laughs> Um, and also we got out of this that Davari is now because of Matt Hardy's actions recently able to use the twist of fate as much as he wants. So, um, that's interesting. I mean, do we, do we, are we going to see Davari use the twist of fate? Do you think like consistently, is that his move now? Like what? Uh, Hey, if he adopts it, I'm cool. I don't, maybe he's going to face Hardy and he'll like win the right back or something. I don't know. Um, maybe he'll steal him wrestling thing. Yeah. They'll, they'll figure something out. We had the best friends and Rocky taking on a job. Well, this must have been taped a while back, I would imagine, unless Rocky's just showing showing up randomly here, which he might have. Um, he's he's known to do that. Um, he's he's backstage a lot of times anyway. He's just not always um, wrestling. But anyway, um, so yeah, the there was a job squad, but there was this fucking clown. Uh, no, it was literally a clown, um, and uh, so that was interesting. And then he made Rocky Romero sad, which he deserved to be punished for. And he was. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The clown was called Yabo. Uh, and I was saying in my notes, he needs to face Brandon Cutler. So I, I must have really enjoyed what he did in this match. Um, Trent. I just had to write Trent in my notes. We all know. Um, Tornado DDT Wait with now. clean. Half and half soul food. Strong zero for the win. Classic best friends. Uh, I like to see more out of Rocky, but you know, whatever. Um, they, he wasn't in the match, but I'd like to see like Rocky be featured more. Maybe I don't know. Um, 
Oh boy, we're here, Charlie. So we had some Athena stuff this week. And it all started here. Charlie, I got the line for you. Are you ready for it? Let's hear it. This one was sent on an express trip to the Shadow Realm. Oh. <laughs> yes. This one was murdered by an elbow, locked in the crossface, didn't let go, beat her up after the bell. Heal Thena continues to add more meat to the grinder. Yeah. It's uh, it's something special, dude. This Athena character is so much fun. Speaking of something special, KS Project and a random jobber took on Matt Hardy in Private Party. This is the match that got teased being set up earlier. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, a little bit combo offense. Serpentico is literally an NPC, I'm just saying. Um, I think he did the same thing like three times in a row or something like that. That's why I put that. Um... I think oh Isaiah Cassidy kissed a girl in the crowd. Apparently, I I did miss that, but uh, Isaiah Cassidy, an absolute madman. Um, poetry in motion, power bomb, senton, and four fifty. Uh, and then they hit the wrong music when uh, Ethan Page asked them to hit the music. <laughs> that was funny. Look at Ethan um, when Page. he tried to punish them. Uh, we had oh shit, this main event already. Unless I missed the match, but I don't think it is. We had uh, Big Sexy Dick and Solo taking on Kingston and Ortiz in the main event of the, the evening. And uh, this was actually... I, so I remember being really confused by this match, Charlie. I don't know about you, but like it was like kind of short for a main event. But I, maybe they just didn't want to end on the previous match. Uh, maybe it didn't have the impact they were hoping when they threw it in there. Ah, whatever, it doesn't matter. You don't really announce like they announce matches for Rampage, but it's really it's, it gets leaked. You know what I mean? It doesn't actually it, get announced. They toss Eddie like, Kingston out there to get the crowd excited before the show. Exactly, it's a good thing to end an elevation on, and I like seeing Eddie Kingston on my elevation. So keep it doing that, please. Uh, keep it coming, Mac. Ortiz had a little mini comeback in this that looked good. We had some machine gun chops. I knew Shigaroshi was hit, and uh, we had a little tiger pose on the pin combo from uh, from. Excuse me, from Ortiz, who I believe had just hit the Fisherman Buster. Um, and with that, Charlie, that takes us to AW Dark, episode 172. All right, so AW Dark. Which I got to be fucking Newark. straight with you. I don't remember a single second of. Okay, well, I'll take you through it. Of the factory, QT Marshall, except for Athena. Cole Carter defeated Justin Carino, Ryan Mooney, and Stephen Josephy. This is pretty quick. I mean, there was some crowd taunting from QT to kind of welcome the crowd into the show. You know, welcome the Newark, ladies and gentlemen. Here's QT. Have but fun. Charlie, is it Marshall or Marshall? It's both. Uh, after some crowd taunting, he came in, clothesline Carino from behind. Carter and Johnson came in shortly after to help Marshall hit an assisted diamond cutter. No, 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 to help Marshall. For the victory. So, Zach Clayton. Who? <laughs> defeating Chris <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> defeating Chris Wild um yeah Clayton as soon as the bell rang he he took control and won this match I didn't even, I'm not even joking I wrote who in all caps in my notes I didn't even fucking plan that <laughs> Hikaru Shida with uh Hagane Shino nailed it perfect defeated Layla Luciano Shida pretty much connected with a few strikes in succession before uh Luciano returned, and yeah, there was some back and forth. She hit the uh, she hit the meteora from the top rope. 
Hit her signature katana knee strike for the pin and win. Jericho Appreciation Society. Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia. Nah, just kidding. Imagine Jericho. Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, and Angela. People be like, what the fuck did I miss? Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, Angela Parker defeated Tracy Williams, Jack Tomlinson, and LSG. Let me take a pause here. Shout out Jack Tomlinson. I've been following this guy on TikTok for a couple years now, and uh, really cool to see him on AEW Dark. This is the kind of shit I love to see, man. Um, good moment for him. He got to wrestle the Jericho Appreciation Society, one of the biggest uh, groups hey, in wrestling. It's okay, though, because Garcia carries 2.0 because they can't wrestle. <laughs> yes. And uh, oh my God, we never went through the PWI list on the fucking news. You, I can't believe you managed to betray the law. As soon as we get through these dark results, I'll hit it. Perfect. I didn't forget people. Uh, so yeah, Jack Tomlinson. And Tomlinson uh, got the pin. He got pinned. Uh, submitted by Garcia. Uh, Brian Cage defeated Tony Deppin, the former ROH TV champion, Tony Deppin. Um, he was he was dodging him at first, but then once uh, Cage got a hold of him, it was it was done. Yeah, so. I'm just I'm begging you, Tony. Or, yeah, I'm begging you, Tony, to let another Tony into your company and let him cook. Let Tony Deppin cook. He's got let something. I've been Tony on this guy for months. Cook. And Charlie, you were you were like, I don't know. I I have been. I, you're starting to see it, right? He's got something, dude. He's he's got something, man. I mean, he was uh, let him GC cook, man. Dub, let right? him cook. He's got something. And Helico took on a defeated Hagane Shino. This is uh, Shino's official debut. Um, so yeah, he was in one of the Fight Forever matches in September, but you know, I AEW, as far as we know, didn't really cover those. They did have the AEW name, but yeah. <laughs> and Helico pretty much got advantage, and uh, you know, uh, and Helico, right? I mean, let me correct quick. you. And Selico, he, he sold very okay. well in this match. He did. He did. He is submit with the uh, Navarro Especialis. Uh, it's, it's just the Romero Special Three or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, three thirty three, whatever the fuck. I mean, they had name. Emmy Sakura. I, I don't speak Spanish yet, but I'm I'm working on it. Um, no, Emmy Sakura, aka our, our wingman. She defeated uh, Tr James. <laughs> she made good <laughs> no, 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 James. That's JD Dragon. <laughs> she pinned her after hitting the signature backbreaker. Matt Hardy in private party. Uh, this is you know Matt Hardy. In oh private my party god, is, is that private party? I fucking didn't mute. GG's. GG's. <laughs> fucking GGs. sold the bit. GG. They defeated the wingman, no Ryan Nemeth, Peter Avalon, and Cesar Bononi. Ethan Page was on commentary. It's always a pleasant surprise having him there. They actually let these guys wrestle a little bit. Uh, Avalon went for the twist of fate. Or Avalon got hit with a twist of fate. And uh, Page was telling him not to do it. And then he hit him with the uh, Eagle's Edge. So <laughs> I, I loved that. That was awesome. That was a really nice little touch. And then, uh, yeah, it's pretty much after the match. Page is with Hardy and Private Party. Setting Private Party away, Paige promised Hardy that he was going to break him and punish Private Party as a result of his Dude, actions. I love the way this story is going. It's so interesting because, like, this would have been something that should have been on TV probably, but I'm happy that we get it on Dark, man. It's great. Same. Same. And it's it's just some good fun. So. Oh, speaking of some good fun, buddy. Yeah, for real. Uh, let's get into uh, let's get into this PWI thing, and then we're going to hit Dynamite and Rampage, huh? So, our AEW tag teams ranked. So, if you guys don't know Pro Wrestling Illustrated, they come out with their 100 lists and uh, this, that, and this, and that. FGR ranked two. A little shocking, to be honest, after uh, the incredible year those guys had. 
Rank four, Death Triangle. Rank eight, the Young Bucks. Those are our big three teams that we always talk about. So not too shocking that they're all top ten. Um, 11, we had Aussie Open. I decided to include them since, you know, they wrestled on AEW a couple times. You know. 18, Swerve in our glory. That'll be the probably be the first and last year of them as a tag. And it was good stuff. 20, the acclaimed. Uh, the acclaimed men. What a fucking run for them. And if they beat them FDR, breaking into the top 25 at the very end of the year, basically. Did, yeah. And, and if these guys beat FDR and go on and have a really incredible run, dude, I'm not going to be surprised if they're top five because this, the run these guys are on, if they can keep the momentum going for the next like seven, eight months, exactly. Forget about it. Seriously. Forget about it. Uh, we then take a little bit of a jump here. At 53, we got 2.0. They don't wrestle too much anymore as a tag, so this isn't too surprising right and now. And they were in some matches, though. They were yeah. they were in a five-star match. I mean, you know. I'll give it to them. Got to give it to them. 57, the workhorsemen. This is uh, a lot of credited to their indie work. I was about to say, they, they've been lighting up the indies, I think. I think they've been on, like, every fucking indie show, Like which and- fair enough to them. That's how they got booked on AEW, probably, you know? Yeah. 60, The Guns. Cool. 70, Dark Order. This was listed as Reynolds, Silver, and Vance. I believe next year it's just going to be Reynolds and Silver. Or potentially. Serious question. Would you actually rank The Guns above the members of The Dark Order right now? Because I don't know if I would. Even even minus Vance, I don't know if I would. But if it's going from July to July, I I might. Because The Guns were on like an unbelievable winning streak. Remember, it was like 28 now. Where The Dark Order were kind of losing on and off and yeah that period yes today no like if we're taking in the last three months no because the guns haven't really wrestled whereas dark order have been picking up a lot of victories on uh ramp uh dark and stuff including the run for the trios titles uh 73 technically not aw signed but renegade twins so they matter time before nxt snatches them up and uh they're fucking stars 76, Iron Savages. Some people don't know who that team is. Fucking buried country. 78, Best Friends. And this was listed as Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Chuck. Can someone please explain to me why the fuck the Iron Savages are above the Best Friends and Orange Cassidy? <laughs> I, I can't. The AEW is- All-Atlantic Champion on a tag team list. When primarily this year he was a tag team wrestler because he wasn't in singles championship contention very much. I mean, he was, but he wasn't like spectacularly a lot. Like they were most of the reason why I wanted the trio of titles was their matches because they were so damn good. But like, I, I have it's, no words for that. I have n- no. no words. 82. This is the one I'm disappointed in because this is based off their booking. It's private party. Private Party should be 50 spots higher. Oh, my God. Is that Private Party at 82? What the? And hopefully this stuff with Matt Hardy is the sign that it's going to pick up. And we're going to see them in more matches in 2022 and uh, 2023, I mean. So didn't they get like two different championship opportunities this year? Am I mistaken? I feel like they got at least at least teased at it a couple times. uh, They were definitely thrown in one of them on a rampage. Against one of our newer champions, and I don't remember who it was, but 
89. That's probably one of those random matches that uh, the Lucha Bros had. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 89, Butcher and the Blade. Nice spot, top 100. And 97, The Blonde. So no longer varsity. Shout out Mark Sterling. So that's, yeah. Can't wait to see Brian Pillman complain about that. (laughs) So 15 AEW tag teams in the top 100. I think that, and 13 if you take out Aussie Open and uh, Renegade Twins. So we always talk about the depth of the AEW tag division. When you have 13 of the top 100, it's kind of nuts. And it's it's that's not including Jurassic Express. They, they aren't on here. So, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, that's something that we were looking forward to coming out uh, and talking about. So, now that that's out of the way, let's jump into uh, AW Dynamite, huh? <laughs> Kicking us off, uh, we've got Excalibur with Tony Schiavone and Taz. Wild thing. John Moxley comes out from the crowd. Said his career has been a crazy ride, and I never know what's around the corner. There's three certainties. Dex, Dex, Death, Taxes, and John Moxley. No one can outwork him, and he remains the top of the AW food chain. Moxley says no man has the balls to tell him any different. Hangman Page music hits, and he returns. Uh, hate, they have a really, they have a face-off. Moxley's asking if he, if he can remember what happened last time. Page immediately dropped Moxley. They started a brawl. And yeah, pretty much Excalibur saying he's yet to be cleared, but they're going off and it's kind of continues backstage. So, hey man, Page is back, Garrett. What do you think? Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. Feels good to get one of our guys back, you know? So, yeah. And um, I'm waiting for the, you know, you know what, you know what we, the, the world deserves, Charlie. We, it, the world deserves Hangman Page and and Colt Cabana versus FTR. My God, give me what I want. Um, uh, apologies if I'm randomly coughing. You boys getting over a little bit. I got the crud lately, bro. I've been just the 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 sickness, the the fucking winter sickness. Oh, uh, that's fucking when you're like getting all that like drainage yeah. and shit. Fuck that. Just randomly. Change. Woke up the other day and my nose is filled, so my voice oh, is a little, that's the worst. little gone. So I've been dealing with all kinds of gross health shit lately. I don't even want to talk about. So <laughs> fun stuff, right? Backstage, Ricky Starks. It was a Tony Schiavone. And Starks said Schiavone. he's fighting himself in the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale next week. I was like, wait a minute, what? We're having another one. He wants to take MGF's Diamond Ring. Hey, they fixed it though. Remember what absolute. I said last year? They need this, this to be a fucking somebody else that needs to win this battle royal because it's going to feel silly if MJF has to compete in it every year just to fucking win. Otherwise, why have him even be in it? Otherwise, and he's got the brass knucks now, so let's give another person the ring, huh? I mean, I also am like, do, do, does he even still need to have that ring now that he's got the fucking world championship? Like, Absolutely, right? Agreed. Doesn't need it. I would love for that to be how they launch into a long term him versus Ricky storyline. That'd be a great excuse. So here's the thing. I, I found this a little confusing. So Stark's entering himself, right? He already has a world title shot. So if he wins this, is he two world title shots? Right? So you said, wait, hold on, repeat. You said Stark's entering himself. Hold on, what are we talking about here? <laughs> entering himself in this battle royal. Yeah, I mean, you never know, right? So it should be a pretty good, a pretty good match. W triple. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, yeah. 
Renee Paquette, she's backstage with uh, Daniel Garcia and uh, all those guys. I like this hat. You know how it goes. Pretty much they're setting up a tag for next week. Oh, bro, I missed the opportunity. AW After Dark, right? I'm going to jump off of a building in a video game now. Ah, shit. But yeah, this was a little sit down. I mean, I feel like I've seen this match, even though I don't know if it's never happened. Just kind of, we're a little in and out, but that's okay. ROH TV champion Samoa Joe defeated AR Fox. Garrett, what did you think about this match? Joe, 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 Joe. Um, dude, AR Fox is still a fucking athletic freak that is just like, uh, how old? Hold on, let me, let me see if I can find a fucking age. Hold on. AR Fox. How old is this man? This man is, he's 35 and he flips like he's like goddamn like 22 years old. Who is this man? How has he trained all the wrestlers? It's insane. I know, right? It's, it's awesome, man. Really. Really like this one. He had a really nice four hit uh, 50. Joe walking away from springboards is never not going to be cool. Uh, he's been doing it since Impact, and I, you know what? It's still great. Um, and I, I wrote in my notes that I'm fine with them sticking with Wardlow as the storyline going forward because we really don't need anybody going after that ROH title for a little while. Um, it's just the, there's no point. <laughs> Literally, he could just put them both on the line if they really wanted to do that. But he's there's no need to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm fine with them sticking with Wardlow here after this match. It wasn't a super long match, but AR Fox is great, and uh, Samoa Joe continuing to deliver on everything that I said that I really hoped that Samoa Joe would deliver on months ago. And it's he just was injured, and it's been bad timing, and it's just been bad luck. So I like that we're finally getting Weekly Joe again. I hope that means that we get to see some uh, some meat slapping goodness out of uh, out of out of him. Maybe we'll. Do you think we're going to get Hobbs versus him at all? Do you think that's going to potentially happen on like a TV episode or something? Like, uh, okay, uh, we went to a different dimension. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, shit, didn't realize I was muted. Uh, yeah, I was saying I, I could see it, and it would work, man. It, it would work, but. I mean, here's the thing. This T- TNT title, I'm cool with it if we go back to it being weekly. Do what they were doing with Miro, man. Have matches like this because it makes it more exciting. And oh, what we're God. going to with Darby Miro. I miss, I miss him. He's got to be a WWE bound, right? Now that I, Triple H is in I charge. We'll see. We'll see. He left before it wasn't Triple H, but he also left... I don't think Triple H had much faith in him, clearly. Otherwise, he would have pushed for more, you'd think. Because there's been Triple H guys that made it. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. But, um, I yeah, I really like AR Fox. Uh, really, really talented. Yeah, same. So, that was a fun match. Uh, like I said, for what it was, really enjoyable. And I love having matches like that on TV. Charlie, I don't know about all the bricks in the Hobbs promo, though. I don't Let me just say this. The Hobbs promo with them shooting dice genuinely popped me because that is fucking awesome that that is featured in wrestling. And you know what? Shout out Powerhouse Hobbs. I will always root for this man. If I buy another wrestling shirt, the chances that it's a Powerhouse Hobbs shirt are like fucking 90 to 1. The only other person that I might get instead is Swerve. Like, let's go Powerhouse. We got to talk about this. that fucking match. 
Taz is showing Evil us Swerve versus a babyface Hobbs. Come on. I would buy the shit out of it. But we got Taz, man, showing us highlights of Hook defending the FGW title against Lee Moriarty. And he's breaking down uh, how he countered Moriarty into the Red Room at full gear. What, what did he call this? So I remember them having segments called Technique by Taz, where when he was commentator, I believe before for the, I don't know if it was for the ECW brand or when, when Taz was doing this, but I do know there was like this idea that Taz would like break down things by the technique in like this like sort of package like we got delivered here. I don't know if this is actually a reference to that, but it felt like it was. At least I invented that he used to do that in my head. And if he didn't used to do that in that way, then do it now because it's a great opportunity. So... Yeah, and it, it tell you what, it worked out. So. I liked it. It was a good format. Taz is, is absolutely a skill set to do that. So I don't see why he couldn't do it. So uh, MJF hits the ring. It's his first what time. What did the ring ever do to him? This was an 18-minute segment. Um, yeah, so William Regal made his way out. Excalibur mentioned how Moxley's out of the building. Regal comes slithering in to introduce the new AW World Champion, and MJF threw his gum. Charlie, we have to acknowledge the the the, the breaking the the breaking of the bond. He called Excalibur called him a snake during the segments. He, Dude, it's that over. Is pain. It's over. No more love. You wonderful little flower. It's, it's no over, more man. flowers to be plucked from Regal. It's over. Damn, the end of an era, but. Here's the thing. All right. I'm not going to go beat for beat. This was 18 minutes. MJF introduces a new title. It's totally fitting for the character that MJF is that he doesn't want the traditional wrestling black and gold title. Because you know what? When someone else wins the title and they get the black and gold back, it's going to feel new and refreshing again. It's simple. This belt, it's not hideous. It's not like too over the top. It's the same belt just with his uh, Burberry. Right? Yeah, it was the BBB, the big Burberry belt. Yeah, and here's the thing. He's listing off some wrestlers. He calls it the Triple B, which uh, Eddie Kingston, Ricky Starks, fake wrestlers like Brian Danielson. Keep those three names in the back of your head, right? Um, he's pretty much saying he's going to be the champion until the bidding war of 2024. Uh, he referenced how his reign will be longer than Hogan, JBL, and Jeff Jarrett's and said his reign will cause San Martino to roll in his grave. He said he's, gonna, he's not going to be a fighting champion. He's going to fight when he wants to, pretty much. Pay-per-view fights, which you can do that, and it can be done well. We've seen it over and over. They're doing it in WWE right now with Roman Reigns. You know, the prize fighter. Good old Kevin Owens. Noodles. Yeah, so, look, it's this totally can work. You don't need a fighting champion every week. It's And it's a change of pace from what we have with Moxley, you know? Okay. MJF turns, thanks Regal for what he did, attacks him with the Brax Knuckles at the back of the head. Actually looked really good from the camera angle they got it on, by the way. Because there was another camera angle where it looked like shit. But the camera angle they shot it on, it looked great. So, good job for not switching to that other camera, which, you know, a couple weeks ago, I believe they would have done that. They must have fucking fired whoever was doing that shit. Uh, (laughs) We had some bad ones. MJF said Regal told him he had a lot to learn, but it was Regal who made a deal with the devil. Quoted his message to him years ago, which uh, felt a little drawn out, this part, reading off the phone. Um, when he's ready, send him his stuff. He left through the crowd. Danielson sprinted to the ring with the doctors, loaded Regal on a stretcher. Dead silence, right? 
Okay. What are my quick thoughts? Well, Danielson versus MJF. Fuck yeah. I mean, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be his first real big feud. It's It makes sense. Um, you know, he... he I, I I don't want to say I'm hesitant, but if I, I don't want 20-minute promos out of him every week, man. I got to say, I, I was this fine as his first one? Yes. Even the first one, it got a little bit repetitive, which I know he said, oh, you guys are going to say, oh, look, man, you said the same thing like six times at one point. So let's just reel it back. Was this good? Yes. If Regal's gone and on WWE in two weeks, do I feel a little bit different? <sighs> well, I certainly hope so. I, I really bit. hope that the reaction to that is actually. I hope that people find that even though they want him in back in WWE so badly that they don't realize. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I actually have refused to do this because I just didn't want to. There's no point in causing drama when you don't have to. But I'm going to be honest. Most of the people that you see repping repping AEW and reporting on AEW, I think want to see AEW fail. Um. Yeah, man. It feels that way a lot of the time because as soon if as these stories come up, they up and healthy in WWE in two weeks, it's going to be really disappointing. But if he goes there as a backstage role and he's not on TV, again, I just, man, I'm glad they at least did end this where Regal, you know, theoretically in kayfabe, they basically fucking killed him. So, <laughs> I mean, literally, they all but threw him in the river. You know, he's all but swimming with the fishes. So, shout out Cole Carter. But, um, yeah, man, what you think of this promo? And uh, we got a new title that's going to make some money for him. So <laughs> that's what those are for, right? Yeah, I mean, right. It's just hey, like it's a, better than it's, the it's title. more merchandise to sell in the shop, right? And now you can get the MJF custom title, right? But, um, yeah. I mean, I listen, MJF deserves some sort of special fanfare. When, when, a, when a once-in-a-lifetime champion comes around, you give him a custom championship. You know, John Cena got that stupid spin. He deserves belt. it. Agreed. You know, but that that championship is fucking iconic now. As stupid as it looked, it, it's fucking iconic. It's the one that championship that ate, that if you ever look at any picture of CM Punk holding up the WWE championship, it's that fucking ridiculous looking one. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. So, which I still have a lot of love for, even though it looked like a goddamn toy. But, um, yeah. But it was gold, Charlie. Remember, I like gold on my belts. That's why I love the AEW belt so much. It's so beautiful. Oh, yeah, dude. When we have a wrestler win that back and bring back the old belt, it's going to feel rewarding when that happens. So, yeah. Yeah, I just, I like, I'm with you. Like, if, if Regal's on TV, even in the next month, it's going to feel really fucking... It's, like they yeah, just, we got to give it some time, man. Like, the, yeah, it's got to be... If, and and but, I think Regal knows that. I, I don't think he's going to just... Uh, like, if, if the Monday Night Raw ends today and Regal's fucking standing there, like, bro, come on, man. We don't need that, but <sighs> at least they made MJF look like an even bigger star. So, but did, I guess if, but does if this really actually what I'm kind of also getting side. at? Does he need that? Like I, he just won the goddamn big one. At, he at doesn't because age. he already is the biggest star. But you know, hey, anything to fucking the rich get richer, right? That's what it always goes back to. By the way, I I really like that Joker mask he had. Side note of all side notes: Why my brain? He had that there? custom wow. made for that. That was really badass, by the way. He, he has a really he has a apparently a super expensive gear maker or like clothing maker that he uses, and he went to them and said he made this mask, and and that's what they came up with. So on short notice too. So apparently. really well done. So 
Yeah. I mean, maybe if it wasn't on short notice, I mean, I find it difficult so, to believe that MJF doesn't plan something like three weeks in advance or something like that. You know what I mean? But like, and this um, guy loves a businessman. So cool. That's why I like, I'd be so pissed to lose him. Cause he's like, he's the next, he's the future of the business. Like I joke about Jade. Jade is the biggest non like pure wrestling star. But if she we're talking about wrestlers, it's and, MJF. Yeah. It's not even a question. You know, like if we're talking about people that can wrestle and can tell a story, it's MJF 90 times over every day to Sunday. He's just not on TV enough for it to matter. And that I'm just going to start calling MJF out for that. Well, I'm an attraction of you're such an attraction. Attract the crowd. Yeah. That's how Don't I feel, it. right? If you're so goddamn confident that you're the thing that drives this goddamn ship, drive it. He, I really want him to just every week go viral for something. That's the goal, man. Get What can you do this week to go viral? Well, it was punching William Regal in the back of the head with his own brass knuckles. Well, that, good job. Do it to Sky Blue next. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, you know what? My brain almost said something, but pulling it back. All right. Before hey, the next match yeah. begins, Stokely Hathaway needs a page to come out with Matt Hardy. Poses for the crowd. Hathaway told Hardy whose contract he owns along with private party. There's some people watching this that are like, what's going on here? I've never seen this. Um, he told him to get to the back. Ethan Page told Hardy he's going to help him win the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal next week. Page said he's calling a shot and will beat whoever wins between Stocks and MJF. Winter is coming. Rickard. Lord Rickard. Ricky Starks versus Ari Defari. One, two, three. It's over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he had a Beard of Rochambeau, lightning quick victory. The Vinky? I think this was actually the right call. Doesn't hurt Tavari. And you know what? Stark's just got a fucking instant win over a wrestler. Tavari has infinite fucking ability to just not ever lose. Exactly. He, he's, he's the trust buster, bro. This guy has so much money. You know what I want? I really want, if they if they go all in with this group, if he just pays someone to join him, like, well, he's already done that. No, what I want him to do, I want him to offer a jobber 50 grand to just lay down and them to do it. <laughs> and that's just an entire two minute, less than two but minutes. What's like match. a wrestler he could just go grab that everyone would immediately be like, you got him? I mean, if they brought like Eric Redbeard, for example. Nah, I don't someone, think he fits. You know, Eric Redbeard should join the Dark Order. You know, hey, man. Eric I Redbeard, like new it. leader of the Dark Order. I mean, you could recruit some members with that. Yeah. I got here's my pitch. Get rid of that fucking weird freak they got with him right now. Bring in Eric Redbeard and the Iron Savages as a trio, and there's your new Dark Order. Oh, the Iron Savages. Okay. They're fucking you know dorks. Put them in the Dork Order, damn it. Put them in the Dork Order. Willow Nightingale defeated Anna J A S with Tay Mello. Uh the crowd was really into Willow. Again, when her music hits, everyone gets excited. Even Taz. So, shout out Taz. No, uh, Willow picking up more victories over women uh, that have been in the division for a long time. Her stock is going up, up, up. But that wasn't all that went up. Ruby Solo's music. Hey, yo. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) You got me. Uh, Mello was going to help Jay to her feet. Ruby Soho's music hit. And she's standing behind Mello, who broke uh, Soho's nose a few months back. And Soho hit the destination unknown on the ramp. Taz sang along to that theme too. Uh, Ruby Soho is back, bro. Um, I'm so excited. We, we've been missing cool. some Ruby Soho for a while now. Fucking broke and her you know face, what? man. Like, goddamn. 
I saw someone said Ruby's uh, nose job era is is begun. I mean, cool. The nose looks great. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, uh, whatever you're going to do to make Ruby, it work. I also, a- I just really great technical wrestler. I don't give a shit what anybody says. And I'm really excited to have her back. Uh, some people will dog on what I'm about to say. Put her against Tony Storm. Do it. Here's the thing. Some people are going to get upset what I'm about to say. But you know what? She wrestles a lot on Dark, and we cover Dark. I enjoy Dark, and I miss her matches, so I like seeing her wrestle. So, fuck it. Her and Tony Storm, 15-minute Dark main event. There you go. Give me what I want. All right. Video highlight. House of Black last week. Shown. Tony Schiavone's backstage with QT Marshall and Orange Cassidy. Marshall wants a shot at the All Atlantic title on Rampage in a Lumberjack match. Cassidy interrupts him, and he accepts it. Jade Cargill. By the way, uh, I don't. I want to point out this gimmick continuity continued into the pre-match promo on, <laughs> on, on, and nobody even noticed. So shout out to Orange Cassidy for the consistency. So Jade Cargill, uh, she hit the screen. You know they're gonna they're gonna, they gotta put Jade on once a week. You gotta do what you gotta do. And my God, she took advantage of that time. Uh, that outfit she was wearing. Hey Again, yo, I, I I'm just I'm pointing it out for 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 the brothers out there. But holy shit, Layla totally copped a feel when she was when she got in there, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, Jade Cargill, and Jade she, did not she, even give a shit. She was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Jade, you know, she got up there. That, so this was her just kind of having a, a championship celebration. She finally got her title back, and then so here's where this goes. Right, we're, we're wondering where is this going to? She creates careers. She calls little Bawa a joke. He shows up on the screen. He said when he's done touring, he said he'd see Cargill soon. I so have did a you feeling. see the speculation that popped up around this? I immediately saw he'll be like connecting the dots and somehow making the Sasha Banks. And I was like, it could be, why, don't, why can't it just be another women's wrestler that he just happens to know? Like, does it have to it be could, Sasha Banks? Right? Yeah. No, I, Sasha, I don't know. Here's the thing. I just hope, I genuinely hope this happens when he shows up. He needs to take a fucking the pump kick from Jade. <laughs> he needs to fly. <laughs> if she, she's gonna tower him. I mean, they already did when she was next to him. So she needs to yeah. pick him up and throw him. I, and I, that would wish I was him that day. All right. Hey, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. The main event, we got the elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks with Don Callis, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa. They defeated the AW Trios champions, Death Triangle, Pack, Lucha Bros, uh, with Alex Amarhentis to win match three of the best of seven series. So it is now two to one. Um, right away, this had a different feel of the first two matches. Um, this was uh, more of a brawling match in the first half before uh, things kind of got going in the second half where, you know, you got your, your Death Triangle and the elite. You know exactly what I mean when I say that. The hammer helps Death Triangle, but it's kind of starting to become their downfall since they're relying on it. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, you already know what I'm about to say. Omega and Pac. I swear to you. These two have some fucking amazing chemistry together. Uh, Pac went for the Black Arrow. Mac got his knees up and rolled up Pac for the win. That was our ending. This was a fun match. Um... I wasn't going to pick it three times in a row. I'm not on principle. I mean, look, but it was really good. And uh, it was different. 
This was actively a different match than the first two. And if you're doing a best of seven, you're going to have to do that. I kind of hope we get a match where it's just like chain wrestling. Like they don't even really go to the top rope. Be kind of cool. But yeah, that's a uh, different pace here. So any uh, any notes you got as we got a two to one best of seven series, which we all know where this is going. It's going to the last match. So yeah, Don Callis is here. And uh, hello. All the goodies. Uh, Omega also said the post-match there wasn't going to be a sweep with the cleaner involved. He said his goodbye and good night. So, yeah. I don't Not know what just happened. I, I lost you there for a second, but I'm back. All right. Um, oh, hey. Well, either way, uh, yeah, what did you uh, – any any uh, notes you had from this one? And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll did take us over to Rampage. Hard-hitting, more bang for your buck looked good. Uh, pissed they didn't go 3-0 here. Uh you should be fucking feeling like losers right now, boys. You should be fucking struggling to come back. The hammer should actually feel like it matters because now it feels like, oh, they just they just cheated back. Oh, okay. So where are we going then? Because in my head, the bucks on the chase right now is the better story. But but that's just me, you know. Um, I really wish they had gone that way because there's just so much more drama built up if it's three to three at the end. And we're still going to get there, but they just couldn't go down 3-0. Like, why? What difference would one win make? Yeah, hey, that's what Kenny said, man. It's the cleaner involved. He's not getting a sweep. So, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so let's jump into uh, let's jump into Rampage, baby. Um, we covered the first match. <laughs> that was speed time. Covered the first match Rampage. <coughs> Excuse me. Rene Paquette tried to interview Keith Lee, but former ROH TV champion Shane Taylor uh, don't think he's been on AEW TV before. He interrupted and challenged Lee to a tag team match at ROH Final Battle. Shane T and JD Griffey versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Wow. This was uh, this was out of nowhere, but you know what? Very glad Shane Taylor's on AEW TV. Uh, Shane Taylor Promotions was really good in those, uh, I'm going to call it the dark years of ROH, where ROH really had a tough time when uh, there was the pandemic era. So bringing in talent like Shane Taylor, that's a good sign. Um, if if they redo the promotions with him, J.D. Griffey, and maybe go snag Calm back or see what's up with Moses, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, more final battle, right? Absolutely. <laughs> little recap of Preston Vance's turn from last week's show, which was kind of cool. You know, you need video packages, guys. Uh, so, Renee Paquette interviews the... Okay, I do actually want to ask you something about that really quickly. So, are, do you think yeah. Andrade is just gone? Because they keep rolling with... Um, uh, now it's... It, the company... Now LFI is... is well, it seems, seemingly belongs to Roosh, right? Um, I'm hoping the Andrade thing is a situation like it was with Malachi. I'm thinking that's what it was too, because that was what the rumors his, and speculation covered, were. I mean, but. It was what two weeks ago we got the surgery. I remember we talked about. So maybe it was an injury thing. Plus, he's just taking some time away. Um, but I feel like he could do the manager thing. Maybe he just doesn't want. Maybe he needs the time. I don't know. But like he was doing that yeah. really well in the background for a while. Maybe that's why he was doing it because he didn't want to wrestle and be on camera as much. I maybe, but I miss Andrade, man. I miss I miss Andrade. I miss Miro. I, do too. I miss. 
powerhouse Hobbs, who's gone now. Where'd Hobbs go? Where Hobbs? He's on. He's in. He's bricks and He's surrounded by the bricks. Get him out of the. Get him out of that. Get him out of Brickland. No one likes bricks. They're rough and coarse and irritating, and they get everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yes, 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 yes. The acclaimed is in the ring. Matt Castle took a shot at Jeff Jarrett. His TNA and his rap. Uh, Bowen said in the interview, he told Jarrett he'd have to wait in line. Intimidated that they get the next title shot to FTR. Crowd was chatting for them. Before Bowens could challenge FTR, the gun club came out. Then Jeff Jarrett and his crew came out. While the gun club and Sanjay Dutt argued, Billy Gunn clarifies they want the best in outcomes FTR. I actually really liked that. That was kind of cool. Uh, him saying the best and that FTR's music hit. And everyone knows, man. Everyone fucking, they know. FTR and the acclaimed shake hands. And this is made official. For Dynamite on Wednesday. <clears throat> we kind of touched on our thoughts earlier. It's going to be. There's a lot on the line here. Hikaru Shida and Bunny. Having a match with the Regina DeWave Championship. Based off their conversation a few weeks ago. So yeah. Some people say there's too many titles in this company. But that title is not in this company. So. I mean <laughs> technically neither are the Ring of Honor ones. But people just count those as if they are. Which is hilarious. I, exactly. It's just it's defended on the show. It's they're used to WWE where there's only WWE titles, you know. So we got them all here. We got the Regina DeWave. I mean that title means a lot to a lot of people. So it's cool. And the Bunny finally getting her return match, which uh, if, if we remember was uh, scrapped a few weeks back from still being hurt. So Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal defeated Private Party. Bruh. Uh, as soon as I saw that it was this match, I, I knew Private Party were losing. I just like them a lot, so I take it a little personal. But Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I don't think it works, man. It, it actually fucking works because Jay Lethal is such a fucking great wrestler. Jeff Jarrett, he's working so well in a tag team because he's not having to do too much. And Mike, you know what? Let me just say this. That motherfucker still throws one hell of a punch. Jeff Jarrett knows how to punch. It's not no Shane McMahon out here. And I hate to rag on our boy, but if he could just show that to our guy, Dante, like, hey, man, this is how you punch. That's my only critique of Dante that I don't, the guy just sometimes doesn't punch. But yeah, uh, any uh, any notes you had from this uh, with Private Party and... Jay and Jeff Double J. Yeah, they 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 took on Slapnut and Jay Lethal. Um so uh yeah, I will agree with you. I can't deny that Jarrett's been better than I could have possibly ever hoped um and expected. And uh I thought they had a really nice silly string in this match that looked it looked nice. What do you think of them going after the acclaimed? Uh what, private party? Uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay oh, Lethal. Uh, keep them away from him with a 10-foot pole. Facts. <laughs> yep, facts. <laughs> Throw Jeff Jarrett to the wolves before you do that. Grant, and I mean to the actual, the, the, the American wolves. But I'll tell you Eddie what, if Edwards they just burn it off on a rampage in like three weeks just to have a little rampage match, I'm fine with that. We don't need this going on for a couple months. All right. Who the hell was tagged up in, with Eddie Edwards in the American Wolves? Why can I not remember? Davey Richards. Oh, that's why, because he's off doing his own thing now. Anyway, yeah, yep. good stuff. Classic team. Yeah. So uh, Renee, she's interviewed Soraya, sitting around production equipment backstage. 
Serena wanted the women in AEW to know she is going after the AEW Championship. Well, if she doesn't win that, so yeah, she uh, she wants that title. Is um, Soraya going to end up being the female CM Punk? Am I calling it now? Is there going to be a Soraya press conference where she buries Thunder Rosa I, for politicking backstage? <laughs> I just want Soraya to have a match on Dynamite. <laughs> I would like, yeah, I would like Soraya to wrestle again. How about that? I'm not asking for too much. Let's just let's just get her on there. Let's throw up against uh, who's a good heel. Throw up against Athena. Let's see if that next still. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. Speaking of Athena. Um, bro. Guys, are you how, Athena is All right, just you want you want the one fire. for this one? This one came to me late. She atomized got? this woman's skull. She fucking did though, man. I mean, Athena really is laying it in. Guys, Athena is beating the shit out of people. I'm not kidding you. People are going to start calling the cops. Like, this is fucking brutal. I, the Aubrey Edwards fucking forearm is still the best. Um, but, dude, she almost hit her again, you know? <sighs> <sighs> that hurt really bad. All right. Um, please don't die. Please don't please die. Don't. Juice Robinson challenged Samoa Joe for the ROH Television Championship in a pretty solid pre-taped interview. This match will happen at Final Battle. Excalibur later announced that Robinson officially signed with AEW. So, uh, Juice cool. ROH confirmed. Yeah. Um, I got no problems with that. I got no I think that was one that. of the suggestions for Ring of Honor I threw out a while ago. So, I'm happy to see that. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that's where he's going to be, but the fact that he's going after Multi-time a Ring of Honor champion in Japan, he's, he's a really fun baby face. He got over with a crowd that, you know, do you think they could put language. that on Juice? What? That championship. The Ring of Honor world? Yeah. Maybe not this version. Ah, that's the problem. This yeah, version I think maybe you run it as back. Over as the other Ring of Honor doesn't have to follow AEW's rules about running matches back. So you could run that back again. We've done that before already with the Ring of Honor title. So why, why not? Yeah. You know I mean, fuck it. All right. Mark Henry informed the best friends that they're not allowed to bring axes to the ring for the Lumberjack match. I love how the, the best friends in canon are just trying to murder all of Orange Cassidy's opponents so he doesn't have to face them. Right. They got so the here cha- we go. Remember the chainsaw on BTE? Oh, dude. Best friends are genuine. Some of my favorite shit. Uh, uh, takes to this main event here, man. Orange Cassidy, QT Marshall, AW All-Atlantic Championship match. Orange Cassidy, man, it continues. All right. I, I had to just say... I hate fucking lumberjack matches, but Same. Um, the but the concept can work. It did not here, but that was just because not a single lumberjack gave a single shit in this match. Um, and then by the time they did, they were like, oh yeah, we're supposed to be beating people up. Oops. Um, so that that didn't really work. But I thought this match uh, started really fast and then slowed down a bit, which I think was to benefit the style of match that they were in. And this is kind of my big problem with Lumberjack matches. They kind of have to slow the pace down significantly to, to come up with reasons to get thrown out of the ring a lot. Uh, otherwise, why are the Lumberjacks there? Um, but the ending sequence of this match is really good. Um, I, I think Orange Cassidy just likes to dive over the top rope onto a pile of dudes. I think he just likes doing that. I think he finds it fun. Um, <laughs> like Some people do it because it looks cool. Orange Cassidy, I think, just likes doing it. I mean... Um, we had a little bit of a, a reference, or sorry, a reference. Sorry, we had a little bit of uh, 
interference here in this match by none other than Drip Sabian. Um, and I liked that. I really liked that challenger as the next challenger for the All Atlantic Championship. Uh, uh, Cassidy ended up picking up a really uh, good win in this match. And then. Uh, I thought this segment was slightly overbooked, Charlie, when the House of Black got involved. But up until that point, this was like a really good segment that fired on all cylinders. Like, I don't know about you, when Kip Sabian hit the ring and dumped him, I was like, this is perfect booking so far. And then House of Black was fine. But if they had just not done that, dude, this segment would have been perfection. I will say I'm glad they got Kip and Orange away from House of Black. Yeah, I'm glad that wasn't there. the point here. They were just trying to set up their thing, and they were in the crossfire. Like, man, when those guys go for the trios titles, dude, seriously, I just can't. House wait. of Black versus the Elite is going to be must see television. I'm, I'm, just, I'm getting like giggly thinking about it. It's that's going to be fun, but man, Orange Cassidy going on to Kip Sabian next. Most likely, a winner is coming. Fuck yes. Kip Sabian's his return has been good. Um, if you've been watching Dark, if you haven't watched Dark, you're like, man, this guy was just gone again. No, he, he's been on Dark pretty frequently, wrestling some pretty good matches, including the Anthony Henry one. That was actually Bro, I really take, solid. I wish I had enough influence to take credit for that because I feel like I like he came back and I was like, keep. Give me some Kip, man. I've been missing Kip Sabian. Yes. Do you know why I wanted Kip Sabian so badly, man? Because he was gone when I started watching. And I heard so much good stuff about him. And I was so excited to watch some Kip Sabian matches. And he was gone. And I was like, damn. And then he was back. And I was like, let's do this. And, dude, it's... Oh, yeah, Paul, maybe glad. maybe save that. I don't. I I would. I don't know where else you would have fit the House of Black in. But like, I really would have rather this didn't feature them. But I understand the decision to kind of. Uh, still, still working that well, one I'm out. Sure that's why I said the... overbooked in my notes because I think that's what I think. It's just one. They went one step too far to try and fit everything and, in. And you know what? We see that often in AEW, so that doesn't really surprise me. They go that one extra step that wasn't needed, but. You know, they fit They fit it in. It was the House of Black doing their thing. At least, if it was some other team I didn't care for, maybe I'd be a little more That's upset. That's the only reason the they get away yeah. with it. If this was the Iron Savages, it would be a disaster. Like, or like they tried doing this a couple weeks back with Gates of Agony. It's like, no offense, But I'm guys. okay with Gates because Gates is actually good. Like, I like them too, but they're no House of Black. And, you know, Orange Cassidy's title run, man, this... I'm having so much fun with it, and I'm having so much fun with uh, the matches he's putting on. This was the, this to me. You alluded to it against QT. This was really what I, I wanted to have in this title reign is shit like this, and I still think someone in the factory is winning a titles in 2023, and it's going to elevate the factory, just like uh, you know. Do you want me to tell I, you who it's going to be? I mean, I can just tell you now. Who go it's ahead. Gonna be. It's, gonna, it. it's gonna be Lee. It's gonna be Big Shotty. He's gonna win the All Atlantic title. I'm down with that. I, I think they're gonna somehow slip on a banana peel and get the sh- uh, trios title somehow, and just fucking flail it around the whole group. But they'll have to. We'll have to see how that happens. Um, but yeah, man, that was dynamite. That was rampage, and yeah. Speaking of elevation, actually, tonight Kip Sabian was on. 
tonight being Monday, uh, Kip Sabian and Alex Reynolds. So yeah, I don't know how uh, yesterday slipped away from us. I I got to come clean to something that I haven't admitted to my to my Twitch audience. You can follow me on uh, Twitch TV slash uh, the Duke of Derps. But uh, uh, if you want to watch me playing video games? Uh, I'm actually going to be playing. Uh, if it ever actually gets announced when it's coming out, I am going to play AEW uh, Fight Forever, which is apparently supposed... I can't find anything saying it's going to be on the Game Pass, but that's what everyone thinks. So I don't I don't know yeah. what the deal is with that. Hopefully them reporting that like that didn't kill that deal. Um, right? But Because I would really like to be able to play it. And I haven't heard anything since <laughs> those reports, so hopefully it was true. But that being said... Um, I, I I was supposed to start I was gonna wait and play Mass Effect on my stream and I've totally played through the first and a half and all the way almost to the end of the second Mass Effect game in, in offline now. So I just thought I would admit that on the podcast that less people listen to than well actually no, more people listen to the show than watch my stream, but I don't know. I, I, I just feel like I had to finally admit that because I I by the way, phenomenal How are you games. liking the game? Phenomenal. Yeah, I was about games. to say, okay. Like I've That's been what matters. I've been I've been like stuck because like I've been obsessed with like Mass Effect's lore for years, but I never actually played the games just because it was before a little before I started playing games like Mass Effect. What what an incredible story! Uh, not my kind of game by any stretch. I don't think I don't think I would have picked this game up back when games like this were coming out more frequently. But really really fun adventure through space. So and I've I've been okay. needing that. Like I've been jumping back into all the old sci-fi that I like because. Andor reignited it in me, man. I don't know. It's it's something about it. Andor just and dude, I'm telling you, uh, not this year, but last year, before uh, no shit, two years ago maybe. No, no, last year when Dune was coming out, Dune did something to me, man. It literally ignited this sci-fi in me that I just I went down that rabbit hole where I just I was looking up. I, I read the first two books of the Wheel of Time series. I I read all of the Hyperion series and then you know and then House of Dragon comes out and I'm like man I was thinking of reading Game of Thrones back then because um we both love the show I was thinking of reading it back then but now we got this House of Dragon it's fucking incredible I I've read the Fire and Blood well I'm like seventy percent seventy five percent through it so it's like good sci fi man and Andor Andor kind of did something new for Star Wars in a weird way. I was, I was watching The Empire Strikes Back the other night because it was on TV, and I was like, man, I fucking love Luke Skywalker. <laughs> hey, Mando. Mando, hello. Um, wow, I just clicked out of the thing I was about to talk about. Um, so Dynamite next week, huh? Um, I pulled it back up. All right, MGF. We got a promo out of him. Saw that coming. Jade Cargill and the Baddies versus Madison Rain, Sky Blue, and Kiera Hogan. Okay. Now, it's been a while since we've seen Jade and the Baddies wrestle. Uh, this is Red Velvet's return. Assuming she isn't on Elevation or Dark uh, tonight or tomorrow. But uh, facing Kiera Hogan and Sky Blue. Look, this is some uh, things intertwining here. So I'm very curious what they're going to do here. Do you think we're going to we start gonna seeing s- the Kiera Hogan like face turn, maybe? I do. I think this is where it begins. She's really likable. Yeah, too, she so is. That, that's why I. I. That's why maybe, I liked her being. Go, I liked her getting a little bit of an edge to her character by being with Jade because she saw the opportunity. Yeah. But then I like her also having her own mind enough that when she got betrayed, she wasn't just gonna do what Red Velvet did and kind of be like, "Yeah, it's fine." Not that Red Velvet's wrong for that, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I like that they're different p- characters. They're different people. Like they, this is good. Not that there should be like it's carbon copy. Dude, her but, Sky like, Blue you know, Man. Layla Gray is had... kind of just a carbon copy of, of of just a female wrestler. It feels like you know, like yeah. So seen Jade and the Baddies wrestle. It's been a while. So that'll be. I'm very curious to see but what Charlie. You know there. what it I... feels like. Put all the women in one segment. Hey, at least it's different ones this time. <laughs> uh, AW Tag Team Champions: The Acclaimed versus FTR. I mean, we are talking. That, that's this is the most anticipated match because I'm so curious what's going to be the result. I mean, I, I am, this, this is going to be match of the week. It's going to be a banger. It's going to be possibly FTR's best match of the year. It's which is whoa. no, not even kidding, dude. The crowd's going to be so into this match. Like, where's it at? Oh, we're in Texas. This is going to be big. Yes, it's at Cedar Park, Texas, dude. This is going to be huge. Yes. The AEW oh, does Texas. really well with the Texas crowds. Like Texas wrestling crowds, I've never really heard being super like spectacular. But, um, but I'm not a wrestler, so I guess I don't know. But I do know that there was a really, really passionate uh, uh, old school fan base in Texas, so that could be why. Um, <laughs> Get the living legends out there. Hey, but you know what I'm saying though. Like I, I yeah. think, um, I think, I think that's gonna be. But that, yeah, I'm I'm willing to put my money on that the acclaimed can give FTR their best match of the year. And if people think that they can't, they haven't been paying attention. That needs the main event too, by the way. Uh TNT champion Samoa Joe defends against Darby Allen. <laughs> I mean, Banger. Come on. Banger alert. Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royale. Ah, the crowning I mean, of Lord Stocks. I hope so. I really hope it's Lord Stock. Claudio Castagnoli, Real Universe, Jake Hager, and Daniel Garcia. Do, do you honestly though, not probably like, Ricky gets cost by MJF, right? Realistically, that's what's probably going to happen. Like he gets really close, but then someone else gets the shot, and then Ricky I, costs like, him. And I'm that's, like halfway wait, thinking right, that Hardy's going to Hear me out. Thing. Hear me out. This is Giga Brain scheme. Ricky loses the match, getting thrown out by somebody that MJF puts in the match. Maybe the firm gets involved. Somebody get costs Ricky the match, and then Ricky costs Max the ring. That's wrestling Ooh. right there. Hey, that's that's wrestling. Wrestling. Um, we do have some names in it. Jungle Boy, Ethan Page, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, Matt Hardy, Sean Dean, Dalton Castle. Shout out Dalton Castle. So, cool. Uh, Jamie Hader gets an interview, and, and we'll hear from John Moxley. So, that's our show. Um, and that's all we got, folks. So... Any uh, any closing thoughts you got here? Um, book more women, Tony. Yeah, I'm I'm agreed. Let's uh, you know what? I want to see Jade kick the living fuck out of Sky Blue on Wednesday. I want to see a fucking pump kick that sends Sky Blue. No, outside I'm the telling ring. you what we need to happen. We need Athena to be backstage. We need Sky Blue to come up and ask for advice and to get leveled. <laughs> How great and would then it be Madison if Rain has an issue with it. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, Athena and Mercedes, they had uh, on Dark or Dark Elevation. It was, I think it was Dark. They they really confirmed that it was uh, Mercedes Martinez, a little interview. So, yeah, um, that'll be it for us, guys. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side, Vision. I, I hit the music. It's not playing. You know what? It's the end of the show. Uh Electric (laughs) turtle.